This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies. And today we're talking about postpartum doulas, specifically overnight postpartum doulas, and what do they do, and how do postpartum doulas support postpartum planning and the whole postpartum period. It was really a fantastic conversation. So I had Kristen Revere on as our guest. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Kristen is the owner and founder of Gold Coast Doulas. She's a certified elite birth and postpartum and infant care doula. Kristen co-hosts the Ask the Doula podcast and co-founded the Becoming a Mother online course. She has been a birth doula for nine years and a postpartum doula for seven. Her passion is offering judgment-free support to women. So it was a really great conversation. I learned some stuff about postpartum doulas about the overnight that I had not known before. And in full disclosure, I love the idea of postpartum support. I tell the story about how my husband and I were literally on pins and needles waiting for our postpartum doula to arrive because we're thinking, what do we do with this new baby? We don't know what we're doing. So it was incredibly helpful. Now, one thing I did not share in the podcast that I wish I had was that when I was pregnant with my first for my, I had a couple different showers, but for one with some of my friends, instead of asking for clothes and onesies and all the stuff that babies come with, I asked for hours for a postpartum doula. So they pooled their money and got me a day of a postpartum doula support. And it was probably one of the best gifts ever. So if you are a pregnant person or you're someone that is supporting, uh, going to support a new, maybe a friend that is about to have a baby, it is a wonderful gift to give someone that support because new parenthood, it doesn't come with a book. I mean, actually it's not true. There's many books, but in the moment you don't necessarily know what you're doing and having support of someone that has a foundation is a huge relief. It is such a way to release some stress. So I highly recommend it. I know I'm a little biased. All right, now before we get to that conversation with Kristen, I want you to head over to our brand new website. It is so pretty. Check it out. And while you're there, go ahead and grab your free downloadable, Five Simple Solutions to the Most Common Pregnancy and Postpartum Pains. When you're pregnant, when you're postpartum, chances are your back's going to hurt, your hip's going to hurt. You can have some upper back ache and chest feel like it's caving in, like you just have so much rounding in your body. I want to give you some ways to help alleviate that discomfort. So that's what this downloadable will do. So grab that, either print it out or just download it, and it can be a wonderful reference for when you can't make it to class. Now, we're continuing our classes online seven days a week, and we have live classes, we have re- 
re-releases, which means that you can get that day's class and have it for up to 24 hours. You can do it on your own time. We have in-studio classes. It's the summer, so we have classes in Central Park. So we've got classes for you pre and postnatal. And then we've got a ton of workshops and we have a huge on-demand library. So check all that out on our website. And then just the last thing I want to mention, I've had people reach out about our teacher training. What are our plans with it? Because for the last two years, it's been completely online. But what we decided to do for the first time in over two years, we're going to have our early fall training in person in New York City. So you can check that out, come to the studio, we can work together in person. But then we also have pretty much the exact same training online. It translated so beautifully to online. So the online training will be November and December, and then we're going to have a second online January and February, and then back in person March, April. So you can check all that out. All right. Oh, last thing I almost forgot. Please let me know if there's a topic I haven't covered because my goal is to support you. So reach directly out to me, deb at prenatalyogacenter.com, and let me know if there's a guest you want me to speak with or a topic you want me to research and present because that's what I want to do for you. All right, now I'm done. So we'll take a super quick break and we come back and enjoy my conversation with Kristen. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Deb? I'm doing great. It's so fun that we get to chat again. I loved being on your podcast last week or your recording. I don't know when it's actually going to come out. Um, So thanks for coming on to my podcast and chatting. I'm really excited. So am I. Can't wait to dive in. Yes. So when we talked about ideas, there's something that I talked a lot about doulas in the past, but you had something, I don't know if it was your suggestion on your website, but talking about overnight postpartum doulas and postpartum planning. Well, I've talked about postpartum planning. I never really went down the path of postpartum doulas. And when I think back to, I was a labor support doula and I had a postpartum doula, but when I think about what overnights do, that sounds intense because you're up all night. So I'm guessing. So I'm excited to learn about this. So I guess we should jump in with, um, let's learn a little bit about you and how you landed in the perinatal world. Sure. So I have a background in advertising sales and political fundraising. And when I was pregnant with my daughter later in life, talking 36 with my first, I was working on a governor's race and traveling the state. And I felt like I was doing all the right things, like taking classes, hired a nurse midwife, doing research, but it wasn't simple to find everything that I needed to prep and plan for my first baby and birth. And so I had my son um, 21 months after my daughter was born. And at that point, I knew about doulas, hired doulas, and really fell in love with 
the type of emotional and physical support they provide and resources. And so rather than leave my career and transition fully into the doula world, I started teaching classes to start with. And then my students wanted me to be their birth doula. So I ended up taking a four-day training and got certified and started doing birth work. And then a couple of years later, I launched Gold Coast Doulas and wanted to have that one-stop shop for families, everything, you know, from conception through the first year. So we offer day and overnight support. And we're really the first doulas in our area to introduce overnight support and the um, shared call model for birth. And so for me, like, my passion has always been supporting women. So in politics, getting women to feel confident, asking for money, raising money, running for office. And in women's health, I mean, there's such a lack of resources and support. And, you know, there are just so many challenges in whether women choose to, you know, go back to work full time or, you know, start their own business or stay at home. There's just, I feel like there's a lot of judgment around Mm -hmm. the early parenting space. And even in the birth space of like how you choose to birth or whether you breastfeed or not. Um, And so, our agency is all about judgment-free support, helping the families transition however they choose and supporting the entire family. But for me, it's all about women. I, I really appreciate the, the no judgment because I feel like that is something so pervasive in the perinatal world. You know, how you birth, who you choose to, there's no gold star at the end of the day. Like I think the, yes. the goal for all of us supporting parents is that they feel supported and comforted. And I don't want to use the word happy because it sounds so sappy, but what's another, what's a better world? I guess just okay moving forward because birth can be really traumatic. And so knowing that they have the solid foundation of of being seen and heard, I think is, can really lead to more successful parenting and comfort within themselves. So I, I really appreciate what you had to say. All right. Let's jump into postpartum doulas. Um, so <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Let's, so let's start with what is a postpartum doula? What do they do? Sure. So postpartum doulas are different than birth doulas. Um, so it is a separate training and it's for, it's basically focused on the mother and her recovery and also the newborn or multiple newborns transition into the world. So with daytime support, doulas can offer support with household tasks, light meal preparation, running errands, accompanying the mother to, say, the pediatrician appointments or breastfeeding support groups. Um, So, of course, any sort of newborn care instructions, swaddling, um, baby carriers. We're trained to support all types of feeding, so breastfeeding support, um, and then anything that's beyond our capabilities as a postpartum doula would then be referred out to a nurse international board certified lactation consultant, for example, if there's issues with mastitis or 
um, tongue tie or anything beyond supporting the basic feeding. And then what kind of, I remember her, my postpartum doula was amazing because she did some housework for us because the dishes start to pile. It was that just like a kind gift that she gave us or is that something that, um, postpartum doulas do as well? Just like tidying up and dishes and all that. Absolutely. So postpartum doulas, you know, again, complete household tasks, especially during the daytime. Now overnight doulas, it's a little more challenging to do things that might wake up a family, True, but we can certainly fill a a coffee pot up or clean bottle parts out, um, fold laundry, but yes, household tasks can be part of the doulas role now If a family hires, say, a newborn care specialist, their role is focused only on baby or babies. Mm -hmm. But a postpartum doula is focused on the entire family and the mother in addition to the babies. Do you recommend that the new family, the parent or parents, have a conversation about expectations for that ahead of time so that there's a clear sense of boundaries so that if the new family expects, you know, dishes, or I don't know if laundry is included that. And then the postpartum duel is like, no, that's not something I do. So is it something that's laid out beforehand? It is great to, we offer free consultations at Gold Coast. So part of it is making sure that the doula is a match, both in experience level and in personality for the family, and that the family really discusses, you know, the type of support that they're looking for. They may have, you know, a a parent um, helping with some of the household tasks and they want their focus to be more on newborn and feeding support or allowing the mother to rest. So, and each postpartum shift, whether it's day or overnight can be very different from the other. And postpartum doulas also offer sibling care. So Mm. we can make, you know, a snack or lunch for other children in the house of babies napping. So we try to anticipate needs for a client and really try to optimize rest. Even with daytime postpartum shifts, if it's a three-hour shift, um, getting a nap in for the mother or a shower, anything to give her some sense of self um, because there have been a lot of transitions, whether it's baby number one or baby number five. Oh my gosh, I so clearly remember handing over our first to the postpartum doula and be like, I am sleeping now. Like it was just the best feeling to be like, here you go. I'm going into this room. <laughs> Let me know if you need me. It just felt like a a weight. In fact, we did we did home births and I remember when the midwife and our labor support doula left, we had a three hour gap between them leaving and the postpartum doula showing up. And my husband and I are like, we just have to get through three hours. We yes. can do it. And then she arrived and it was like the gates opened and we're like, yes, we're saved. It, it was such a, a relief to have that support. So w- let's talk about overnight doulas because that's something I'm just not super familiar with. So what do they do? So our goal is to optimize rest for the entire family. And, you know, different doulas, you know, operate differently. We work through the first year. We're also infant care specialists. So some doulas only work in the first three months, depending on their certifying body. So, and that's more focused on recovery for the mother and initial needs where some newborn care specialists and postpartum doulas will work again through the first year. So families may have 
a lot of support initially, and then the partners transitioning back to work or even traveling. We've supported mothers who have gone back to work and started traveling. And the partner that needed support, say there are other, you know, there's a toddler that's waking. So, and the doula could be brought in to help with the newborn sleep and wake schedules and feeding while the partners focused on the toddler. That's interesting. All right. So then how is this different than I say a baby nurse or also, I guess, as the, if it's up to a year, even a nanny. So with a nanny, they may not have the formal training in newborn care. Nannies often start um, in the the later stage, so say a three month old, um, and you know they're often CPR trained just like doulas. But we are given so many tools again to support all types of feeding and understanding. Um, and identifying signs of perinatal mood disorders mm-hmm. and knowing resources in the area. And um, so whether it's finding a yoga studio, for example, <laughs> like yours, and, you know, just the options they have. So we try to be experts in that recovery phase and also the newborn phase. So, and again, with what is considered a night nurse or a newborn care specialist, they're focused more on creating systems for the newborn itself and, you know, may have some sleep background. We have sleep consultants that specialize in developing plans and postpartum doulas can help implement those plans with the family. Um, but we, you know, do, you know, work on systems and creating a nursery that optimizes sleep for families as postpartum doulas. So it is a bit different. And again, if the birthing person is waking in the middle of the night and wants to talk about her birth experience or, you know, she's struggling with feeding or with breastfeeding moms, you know, they're waking, we would wake them when baby wakes and can again support that latch or if they're pumping, get the pump milk um, from the mother. So, so many different, you know, situations and every night can be a bit different. Yeah. You hit on something that I hadn't really thought of. That's actually, I think is amazing. You talked about PMADS, a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder that a postpartum doula would have that training and awareness, not necessarily as a social worker or anything, but they would have the idea of like, Ooh, I see something that's a little askew where a nanny likely wouldn't. And a baby nurse may not have the idea of something's a little askew and we need help. So that is something I hadn't considered about that additional training. So if a, if a postpartum doula starts to notice something beyond like baby blues, start to notice a PMAD, where, how do they step in or do they just refer or what would that look like? So a lot of it, again, depends on the severity of it, but talking to the client and if they have a partner, the partner, and talking about resources, if they have upcoming appointments with their provider, suggesting um, support groups. So there are a lot of uh, 
postpartum support groups that are virtual or, you know, back to in-person at this point. Mm -hmm. So really giving them their options and talking about the benefits of not only a therapist, but a therapist who's trained to support perinatal mood disorders. That's really important. I hadn't even considered that. I'm now it's like even more important to me that people understand postpartum doulas. They really carry an important role. Okay. When we come back, I want to hear the logistics about where does this person sleep? Who's having the meals? How does this all work? So we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Let's talk a little more about overnight postpartum doulas. We'll be right back. Great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so what what do the logistics look like? So where is this postpartum doula sleeping when baby is asleep? Does the family provide a bedroom and meals? Do they head home at some point? How, how does it all work? Yes, so there are some postpartum doulas or newborn care specialists who do 24-7 support. At Gold Coast, we try to optimize rest for doulas. So for clients who want that 24-7 live-in support, we tend to have a daytime doula and then an overnight come in. Um, So everyone is optimizing rest. But good questions about where to sleep and providing meals and so on. So Doulas do need a surface to sleep on. It could be a couch, an air mattress, um, a guest bedroom, and doulas who are not doing fully awake care, which would be normally a different hourly rate, um, would rest when baby or babies are resting and then would, of course, um, wake when they do or if there's, you know, scheduled wake, setting alarms and making sure to wake baby if they need, you know, to have scheduled feedings and so on. And so then they're also responsible. So they would, if the parent is breastfeeding, they would be responsible for taking the baby to the parent, having the the parent feed the baby, and then the postpartum doula would do like the change and then getting baby back to sleep, all that, that whole routine. Exactly. So burping, diaper change, get baby back to sleep um, would optimize again sleep for the family, even if a mother chooses to breastfeed. Yeah, I just remember having such a routine. My husband would sleep, but I would take the baby into the living room. We were living in a small apartment in New York, and I had the whole little thing set up before I went to bed as little type A. And because I knew I'd be woken up and tired, so I'd have like a diaper already. I'd have whatever cream. I'd like I had it all ready. And, and as you say this, I'm like, how nice would it have been if someone's just like, here's your baby, feed, feed, feed. 
I hand the baby back and I roll over and go to bed. <laughs> that sounds amazing because getting a baby back to sleep can, can be a bit. Yes, exactly. So again, you're optimizing that time and there is such a thing as a weight care. Not all doulas um, offer that. And that would often be for um, high needs medically, um, you know, newborns or infants. So, and where it is important for the doula to be awake or even for some clients. Yes. So they would obviously sleep during the day, just like a a nurse who's doing a 12-hour shift um, at the hospital, and then they would come in and do awake care. Honestly, it's a newer service for Gold Coast, and very few clients um, want that. So, But it is something that in places, again, like Chicago and New York, that it is a service that is in demand in other areas, especially for medically complex babies. Yeah, let's. What would what do you typically see fall under that category of someone that needs what is called awake care? You said some yes. medical things. So, what might that be, or what would other reasons possibly be that someone wants the doula awake the whole time? Some of that could be, um, again, PMID. So having perinatal mood disorders and anxiety and worried about um, SIDS or the baby not waking could um, have a family really want someone who is awake. If, say, the mother, um, birthing person I'm trying to, you know, got, not get into gender necessarily, but um, has been awake for night upon night and then wants to hire a professional mm-hmm. to come in and watch baby, that could be one condition. Or again, um, respiratory issues mm-hmm. and complex, like NICU babies who are coming home who really need that care. Okay. And, that makes sense. And again, postpartum doulas are not, um, for the most part going to do anything medical. So that would be a nurse in the home, um, you know, dealing with any of the, the medical issues of care or non-medical support, but we'd certainly be willing to stay awake mm-hmm. and care for baby. So then some of the other logistics I was thinking of, like the doula needs to eat. So they're getting, I'm assuming included in meals or how does, or if they spent a night there, can they take a shower in the morning? Like how does all, how does that work? Yes. So when we have done live-in support, there's certainly a break um, and time to shower. Families do often include doulas in meals if they have them doing live-in or travel um, with the family. But with a typical overnight, we bring our own snacks. Obviously, we eat before, so we don't often... When I used to do overnight work, I didn't really eat at a client's home. I brought a water bottle, and that's all I needed. Um, so it's not necessarily a requirement to, I mean, just like with a birth doula at a home birth after the birth, a doula doesn't necessarily eat, the family does. That's but, true. Yeah. Yeah. But they often leave out snacks for the midwife and doula. So it's similar. And many families are generous and, you know, want to offer snacks and food if a doula is working during the day and they're up and eating. 
Yeah, that's true. I used to, when I would do birth work, I would have my water, you're totally right. The water bottle is like the key hydration. And then I'd always have my own snacks. Yeah, of course I wasn't expecting it. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So how much time does the postpartum doula spend with the clients beforehand to talk about the support they may need? Is it, and this may not be standard. This might just be how Gold Coast does it, but what would, what should somebody I don't know if I should use the word expect or may want to ask for that time. How much time do you think is a good idea? So for us, many of our birth doulas are also certified postpartum doulas. So if they're hiring us during their pregnancy, they already have this strong relationship with their doula that they can extend um, after baby or babies arrive. So that is one way. And another is if you know, a woman is pregnant and realizes that she wants that support and is a planner. Um, hiring early gives more choices, whether it's an individual doula who may get booked up quickly or an agency like Gold Coast. So we offer um, interviews again and do a lot. I do the matchmaking and make sure that I'm giving great options for what the clients are looking for. And oftentimes before that first shift, um, a doula will either go to the client's home or do a phone call or a Zoom with the client to make sure that they're on the same page about the support and, you know, how the day or the night will go. And so that's very helpful. But sometimes, I mean, we get calls and people want support that night. So they don't have time to interview a doula or really go through the process that they would if they had um, planned that out during pregnancy and they're just exhausted and need help right in the moment. So it's just a matter of finding a doula who can work that day. And then they just attune. We're great. And you know, as a former birth doula, I mean, we just attune to whatever um, a client needs and adapt. So we can form a relationship quickly. That's great. I love that you have that service for people that thought, cause I can totally see like, yeah, we can do this. And then you're like, oh my gosh, we need help and help. We And I'm all about people finding support and help. So speaking of support and help, let's talk a little bit about postpartum planning. So say they already picked, maybe it's even their labor support doula that's going to do postpartum, or it could be a postpartum doula that they haven't worked with. How much postpartum planning does the doula get involved with to help the family feel secure for what they're heading into? So that is more um, in the role of a birth doula to really make sure part of what we offer is that postpartum recap visit. And in the prenatal visit that's planning for the birth support, we also talk about getting systems in place, asking for help um, from family and friends, figuring out if they want, um, you know, say house cleaning service or, you know, if they're going to get meal delivery, if they're freezing meals, like what type of planning needs to be done. And so the postpartum doula, at least for our agency, other than the interview and making sure they're on the same page, doesn't necessarily do that planning unless um, a planning session consult is, is added on, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, I have an online course 
um, with a, a fellow doula in Gold Coast called Becoming a Mother. And we talk a lot about postpartum planning in the course. Um, but yeah, so certainly as a postpartum doula is stepping into work with a family, they will want to get some strong systems in the household. And our goal is to instill confidence in of the mother and the entire family and the change again, whether it's their first baby or their third baby, there's always, you know, some big changes. So yeah, so we can help with all of that. We do some nursery organizing and, you know, can adapt to whatever is needed in the moment. So if someone is thinking about making a postpartum plan, I know you have a course, I'm not going to ask you clearly to give your whole course away, but is there, are there a few things that you think should always be included in a postpartum plan? And then what are a couple things that people may forget that are important to think about for a postpartum plan? So I think the biggest thing is communicating your needs, especially with your partner and with family and friends. So if your interest is bonding with baby and focusing on breastfeeding and nourishing yourself and healing, regardless of how you birth, then setting some boundaries, limiting visitors to one a day. Obviously, you know, we're still dealing with COVID. We've always dealt with RSV season and flu and colds and so on. So protecting the newborn, um, you know, and really setting boundaries that if someone isn't sick or in COVID, some of our clients and becoming a mother students have, you know, required family members or visitors to get, you know, the flu shot or the COVID vaccine or wear a mask. So setting some boundaries as far as visitors. Um, and again, you know, some personality types feel like they need to entertain and their house has to be perfect. And all of these people want to visit, especially if it's their first baby. So giving some tasks, like I love having a list on the fridge of things that people can do to help if there's not a postpartum doula helping with tasks or if there's not already a nanny or housekeeper in the home. Um, unloading the dishwasher or, you know, bringing a meal and things that are very helpful. And one thing that I think is important for your listeners um, is that, you know, in pregnancy, it's all about the the birthing person and celebrating them with, you know, showers, of course, it's often for the baby, but blessing ways and other ways to celebrate the rite of passage. But after baby's born, it's all about the baby and not the mother. Yeah. <laughs> and we talk about that a lot in the course is you feel like you lose your identity. Everyone wants to hold the baby. It's all about the baby and not the experience um, the birthing person has just gone through and what her needs are and how she can help, you know, ask for help from others. And so there's often a need to want to share the story. No one wants to listen. It's all about like, again, let me hold the baby and here's some gifts for the baby versus the mother. 
Yeah. And I think that actually the sharing the story is so important. I know when I was doing births and I would do the postpartum visit, we would often, I'd make myself available to support the story. I, however they wanted. Um, sometimes it was traumatic and they just needed space to ask questions about it. Sometimes they wanted to hear every detail again. Sometimes they wanted me to share it. Sometimes they want to talk about it. But knowing the percentage, one of PMADs and the other of how many people experience a traumatic birth, I think the space to share the story is incredibly important. And I've heard a lot of students say this, that sometimes they feel shut down by family, not meaning to shut them down, but be like, oh, all that matters is you have this healthy baby, you're fine. But if the birth, as you know, was traumatic for the new parent, having that not feeling heard just adds to that. So I can see how a postpartum doula or even a labor support doula with a postpartum visit could really hold that space of healing for the person that just had their baby. What do you think? Yes, exactly. So 100%. And yeah, just oftentimes partners want to help. They don't know how to, especially for, you know, breastfeeding moms, like they don't know what to do. So setting some expectations in pregnancy with everyone is so much easier than being in the thick of it and being mm. like, okay, I need you to help me because you may not know what you need in the moment. Oh my gosh. My husband took notes during our breastfeeding course that we oh. took. And there was one night where I was just losing it. It was like three weeks. The baby was like three weeks old and I thought I was doing a great job, but there was that one point where it was early in the morning. I couldn't get the latch. It was a hot mess. I was in tears as the baby was crying and my husband pulled out his notebook and he's like, are the lips, tr-? I call it trumpety. Are the lips all trumpety? Like, you know, that nice big open look. And <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. But like the fact that he tried to step in was one of the most endearing things ever. Yeah. Uh. Uh, and then I called my friend lactation consultant. She showed up a couple hours later, but still like just knowing that the partner really could step in when when things are falling apart, I think could be, if, if there, there's a partner can be, um, really grounding and just, uh, it's great I, for me. It felt like a nice bonding moment back to my husband. Cause you know, when you're tired and there's hormones and it could be a really challenging time. Yes. All right. So we're going to take another break, but when we come back, what is one final tip or piece of advice you would like to offer new or expectant parents? We'll be right back. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Okay. So what would you like to share? I know you work with new parents, you work with uh, expectant parents, you are a doula, you have so much to offer. What's something that you'd like to leave us with? So Deb, my biggest tip is just to trust your instincts Mm -hmm. as a mother and no one knows your baby and even like in pregnancy, your own body, the way that you do. So if something seems off, say something. Um, if 
you need support, then, you know, again, ask for help. So whether it's a lactation consultant and a resource that is very wonderful is talking to your pediatrician. You're going in there so frequently Mm -hmm. for the newborn visits. So if there's something going on with you, um, with the hormone fluctuations or struggling with breastfeeding, they can also be a great resource. You don't need to wait until that six week visit to get help. Yeah, I recommend not, not waiting. In fact, and I won't go too much on a tangent, but it's a little insane that we have to wait till six weeks. And we actually know that some of the biggest issues postpartum come up before that six week period. So it's first 42 days that are the most precarious. So it is a little insane. So I love what you said, like talk to the pediatrician. You are there so often. So, you know, use their services. Oh, great advice. So where can people find your work? Sure. So our website is goldcoastdoulas.com and we're on social, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of TikTok, not, not a whole lot. Um, I've got a podcast as well that you mentioned earlier called Ask the Doulas and that's askthedoulas.net. We're on all podcast uh, platforms, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts, um, as well as Spotify and many others. And our becoming course is, um, the becoming That is great. And we, of course, we're going to have all those links in our show notes. Oh, this was so fun talking to you. And it's just something I didn't know about. So I'm so excited that we got to dive into some new information that I can learn, our listeners can learn. And thank you for being such a wonderful guest. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.